So today I wanted to shift over to, I know last week we talked um, about tis the season. Today I want to go into the book of Acts chapter 11 and I want to talk about encourage or encouragement or being an encourager. So if you have your Bibles, Acts chapter 11, we're going to look at verse 19 through 26 or it will be up here on the screen. Acts eleven nineteen. It says here in verse 20, I, I guess I'm starting in verse 20, oops. But there are some of them, men of Cyrus and Cyrene, who on coming to Antioch spoke to, what? Spoke to the Hellenists, who also preaching the Lord Jesus Christ and the hand of the Lord. Can I just say the hand of the Lord isn't just an, a biblical concept. The hand of the Lord is on many of you. If you're going in his name, if you're in, uh, going with where, a direction he's called you, he's with you. And so the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number who believed turned to the Lord. There's a lot going on in, in this story, but I know there's a lot going on in the uh, church called Community Church. Verse 22 says, The report of this came to the ears of the church of Jerusalem, and they sent Barnabas to Antioch. So our focus today is going to be on Barnabas. Now you think about the church of Antioch, the church of Antioch had, uh, actually there were two uh, towns or cities named Antioch, you probably didn't know that, there's actually two, I circled them for us, exact same, one is more in, in the uh, Poseidon, or, and the other is in the Syria area, and what we hear most about is the Syria area, which is on the right, I just thought in case you looked it up, you go, hey there's two, is that a typo? No it's not. But the second one that is talked about is considered to be the bigger. It's considered to be one of the, uh, it's on the trade route between China and, and the east and, and, and Rome in the west. It's this great, uh, one of three major cities of the Roman Empire. It was a great uh, place. And isn't it interesting how God chose major cities to place where the gospel would break forth so that it would go with travelers all over the world? Can I tell you, we live and are placed on I-35. It's called Guthrie, and, and our location here at Seward Road, Thirty-five to 70,000 people drive up and down this road. Is it by coincidence that we're in the center of what is, has been called the heartland, and we're along I-35, and I believe it's more than just having a physical building or more than just having a geographic location. I believe God planted us here for a reason. And I believe that's part of what's going on. Now, back when, this is one of those churches carved out of the side of a, a cliff back to, in the day, days of Peter and, and the days of Barnabas. But, but I can tell you that God is carving something out in this place that will bring his kingdom and his name glory. Amen. And you're part of that. Pick up the story in verse 23, and he says, And when he came, this is talking about Barnabas, when he came and saw the grace of God. Folks, one of the greatest, most powerful things you can do as a believer is to be looking and identifying the grace of God, not only on your life, but on other people. We have such a critical eye. And we've got to be careful because culture teaches us to find out what's wrong with things first. And many times we speak about it first. But what if our eye changed and what we were looking for is the grace of God? Remember what grace stands for? Receiving more than you deserve. There are people around you that you wonder why they're receiving more than they deserve because they're behaving or, mis not, or misbehaving. They're not believing exactly like, you know, just name the list. But what if we said, that must be Jesus. The grace of God was upon them. 
were looking for Jesus. It says, and he was glad, and he saw this church, and he said he exhorted them. This is Barnabas. Uh, and he said he just reminded them, and I think today for us is to remain faithful. He's saying community church, individuals here today, individuals online, be faithful uh, to the Lord uh, with steadfast comfort. Right? Because that's the only time we can really sweat for the Lord is when the air is set at 69.7 degrees. The coffee is hot and the donuts are sweet. Now we can slave for the Lord because we have to sit for an hour. Well, they cause us to stand up every now and then. No! You know I'm playing. We are to be faithful with a purpose. And the purpose is to what? Be the light in a dark world. Our purpose is to show up so he can show off. Amen? And that's not just at this address. But this address is going to be a place in which God's going to show off because if we'll let him be all that he is, he will draw all men unto himself. I love it. Verse 24 talks about Barnabas. He was a good man. He did have a, 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 he was known, his character was known, his lifestyle was known as being a good man. But I love this part. There's a comma and it says what? Say that word with me, full. He was full of the Holy Spirit. Can I tell you if you've said yes to Jesus? You have all of the Holy Spirit, but his fullness may not be all over you because you've kind of got him pushed down and boxed up and, you know, just in case. He wants to be set free in you. Amen. And Barnabas was full of the Holy Spirit. People could see. See, that's the difference. He was known. Are you known being to be full of the Holy Spirit? He was full of the Holy Spirit and he was full of faith. And because of that, a a great many people were added unto the Lord. So Barnabas went to Tarsus to look for this uh, knucklehead named Saul. I thought he was talking about Bill, uh, Pastor Bill here now. But looking for, for for Saul, and when he found him, he brought him to Antioch. Now Saul was not the favorite back then. Remember, he had persecuted the, the Christians. Remember, he was kind of adamant about it. Has, how many of you have ever seen somebody that's just radical about what they believe? Almost obnoxiously. Paul was that guy. And he was really smart, too. But he found him. And here's Barnabas. He's bringing him to Antioch. And for a whole year, they met with the church. And they taught a great many people. And Antioch, the disciples, were first called what? Christians. That's a piece of trivia. It's interesting. Full of the Holy Spirit. Full of faith. Known as a good person. Working to strive. Not, but, but let me give you some insights about Barnabas. Because some of you may think, well, I, man, he, I don't think I could be a Barnabas hold on so barnabas was not really birth name was not barnabas it was actually joseph but the name came because of his countenance to others i don't know what labels you've been given over the time i've been i kind of call myself a knucklehead every now and then you all have laughed over that but there were some other names i've been called along the way how about you Absolutely. He had such a reputation though when he was out doing his thing that they said man that's an encourager in fact, that's a son of an encourager. That, that guy, is, it's like he's just full of encouragement. You can find that in Acts chapter 4, verse 36. He also had a background. In background, I mean, in, in, in chapter 4, it talks about, uh, was, a, was a Levite. He, he attended church. That's the modern word for a Levite. But he was also from this island called Cyprus. He was a Cyprian. I was, hope I said that right. He was also quick to, to put kingdom first. 
He, he uh, especially with his finances, it was written about in Acts chapter 4, verse 37, that it was recorded that he sold a field that belonged to him, and he brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. He was giving an offering. Now, you've got to realize he's in the ministry, but he was also giving over so that others could be supported in the ministry. And so what you find is that even Paul begins to, to give him uh, uh, acknowledgments that he is supporting himself instead of the, the church, and yet he's bringing to the church. See, a Levite always had stuff coming in, but he was also about giving away and being generous himself. Paul was also there after Paul's conversion. Does everybody remember Paul? Every one of us in this room could have been a Paul. We were, we were doing the whole, got it all, all the world ways figured out, got some status and prestige and education and whatever, but we had lost as a ball in tall weeds. That's Paul, right? And all of a sudden he has an encounter after making a bunch of uh, what he thought were great, great decisions along life's way, and he ran into Jesus. And Jesus changed him. When you run into Jesus, he will change you. Now, he kind of stumbled around right at first because he couldn't see but here is Barnabas about the time he, he's able to see and he's got a bad reputation. How many of you after you received Jesus had that old reputation and people wondered what in the world, uh, where'd you go? I thought, Remember me? Does anybody, you know, only two of you had a reputation? I had, I had friends that I went to high school with and they found I was a pastor. They said, that's a joke, right? That wasn't a good reputation, by the way. Paul didn't have one either. See, there are people that are successful in business and successful in this world. And man, they, they, they just seem to have all the luxury and riches and toys and whatever. But if they don't have Jesus, they, they, they could have a reputation that says, well, they're a, they're a this or that, a billionaire, a millionaire. What I want to be is, man, he's a man of God. She's a woman of God. He's an encourager. She's an encourager. Here's this guy that used to persecute. Yet, all of a sudden, he's part of writing the Bible. Here's Barnabas. Here's what I love about this. How many of you would know a stinker? That's not a smell thing, by the way. We all know stinkers. What would happen if God got a hold of a stinker? He got a hold of me. What does God do when he, and more of it starts coming in? Well, aren't you, could you be a Barnabas and take what might be the next Paul or the next Billy Graham? Or, and you just help keep that in perspective as an encourager. Wow. Wow. He was also a, a Christian leader and a preacher. We know those kinds of things. But it was, he was known as to be about prayer and fasting and worshiping God. And that's, let me just say it again. Prayer and fasting and worshiping God. See, he was more than just a religious person. He was in love with his Lord. And he was in prayer and fasting. And he was worshiping God. And it was in that place that he and Saul, which we know as Paul, received the call from the Holy Spirit to go. See, so many times, if, if you don't take time to pray and fast and worship the Lord, you're not going to hear the call. But can I tell you, everyone in here has a purpose. Everyone in here has been called. If you've said yes to Jesus, he laid his life down for you for a reason. And it wasn't just to get you out of hell. Most of us are glad about that. But that's not it. The devil wants to clog up your ears and, and or make noise so that you're not praying. You're not. Let's light up your schedule so busy that praying and fasting and worshiping God, you know, it's just kind of second. No, he wants you to press in because there's a loud purpose that he's saying to your heart and your spirit all the time. I love it when somebody can hear 
the Lord, someone that is pursuing the Lord. Now, Barnabas was never big evangelist. He never stood in front of many. He, he didn't write a lot of books of the Bible. In fact, he didn't write any. But look here. He was part of helping straighten out tension. He was part of helping bring reconciliation. He was, he was part of helping somebody that was a knucklehead, a, a stinker, become something that could be so effective in the kingdom of God. Folks, we've got a lot of Barnabas potential sitting in this room. You may not be the next Billy Graham, but can I tell you, you may be standing next to or sitting next to or know somebody that just needs a little encouragement. Oh, there's more history here. I'm going to move on this a little bit. And somehow we have lost... Uh, let me just go in. Well, let, me, let me do this. Lessons from Barnabas. He was open to the grace of God. These are notes that you might say, am I able to say that about my own life that i'm open to the grace of god in others am i open to saying i would really love that knucklehead to receive the grace of god now that means he's going to get more than he deserves are you okay with that are you going to stand there and say they should get a job got to earn just like i had to earn it you know that's true don't 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 put those together but when you look with heart and compassion you see something different and so you open for the grace of god he was an encourager with paul in the church, jerusalem church he, he 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 saw the potential past the failure can i just say if nothing else today if you could help your spirit be able to see like god sees you he sees your potential past your failure see that in others and watch what he can do with that in this culture he was a mentor. He was a mentor to leaders, yet he wasn't the big deal. But he mentored them with, with oh, oh, and I listed a whole bunch of them, but in his way through scripture and encouragement, and, and you can do it. Can I tell you that we sometimes think that being encouragers saying nice words? I've heard so many empty, nice words. Just, just go to the supermarket or somewhere and, hi, good morning, great, how's your week? And fine, yep. And, but when somebody encourages you, it comes from somewhere else. It's not happy words. It's not nice words. Well, at least I didn't cuss you out. Can I tell you, as a Christian, I hope that's not your only goal. I hope that somehow you get a supernatural insight in your spirit that when you look at somebody, you see them. And you say, Donna, you're an amazing quilter and your eye for photography is amazing. And I pray that God helps you love those grandbabies and your children like you've never and that you don't get tired and that you grow strong and they see you. But they see Jesus more. Do you see what I mean? I know her enough to say that. That's encouragement. Versus, hope you have a good day encouragers mentors he's fallible who that makes me able to be on this list right how many in here know a fallible person how many brought one came with one okay i thought i'd ch change up the questioning and he's a giver he's a giver and i don't know soon you're going to hear some stuff we've been pulling together how much you all give not just money but time and talent and effort and thank you you're going to see it blows your way it's awesome but he was also respected he was respected. That means you had to have a character that had some continuity to it, and you're respected. I've got a video that, anybody remember Chuck Swindoll? I've got a little short video. Hopefully it'll bless you, and then we'll wrap up. People all around us are harassed by demands and deadlines. They're bruised 
by worry, adversity, and failure. Hi, I'm Chuck Swindoll. So many are living lives broken by disillusionment or defeated by sin. Even Christians are not immune. We struggle, we lose our balance, we slip and we slide, we tumble and sometimes fall flat on our faces. How we all need encouragers in our lives. The Barnabas who says, keep on, you can do it. I believe in you. We need the mentor who thinks with us and prays for us and walks right alongside us. Encouragement, inspiring others with renewed courage, spirit, or hope. Say, by the way, who can you encourage today? To encourage, to inspire others, to in, inspire them with a renewed courage. How many in here sometimes feel like they're not doing much good with the courage part? And yet to have somebody that cares enough about you to look at you and say, I'm sure that's hard. I'm sure, you know, I don't understand all you're going through, but let me just encourage you. And you renew this courage in them, and, or a spirit, or, or a hope, is what we heard in this video. When we encourage, it, it's, it's infusing courage if you see them. I, I remember, it's not just nice words, it's not just holding back bad words. It, it's, it's saying, Lord, I, I want to hear from you about them. You're getting ready to go to a family gathering. Remember I said it was tis the season. And instead of bracing for impact... Maybe you start praying now for everybody that's going to be involved, including you. That, Lord, that you would put in my spirit, you'd open my eyes in the spirit realm, that I know who's coming, that, that aunt, that uncle, that parent, whatever, whoever it may be, and, and maybe they're difficult, maybe, but Lord, I want to see them like you see them. I want to see past the past. I want, I want to get past that, and I want from heaven, whatever you might want to impart, I want to be that person. I want to be the person when I'm handing them a slice of turkey or something that, Lord, somehow you give me a word and it hits them right where they need it. See, he can do that if we're a willing vessel. Now the brace for impact is this. God, I'm expecting you because I'm prepared and I know you're ready and I'm going to be on board. Come, Holy Spirit infusing courage, encouraging someone to look ahead, to, to move forward, to reach the next goal, to be that person looking for those opportunities. Uh, it, it can shift an emotional place in people. It can take a tough situation and turn it around because it brings transformation power of the Lord through encouragement. It's not natural, though. How many of you get up all encouraging? You say, no, that's, that's who wakes up next to me. But we are to be that, right, as believers. We're to have the hope 
that's within us. We are to be ready to share it. What's that hope? The gospel, Jesus Christ. That he's the same yesterday, today, as he is tomorrow. That he has all that I need and he's brought me so far. And, and that same Jesus is available to you. Or maybe you know they're believers. Hey, God's got us. God's got us, but for a little while I'm going to hold you up because you need some physical support right now. But God's got us and going to see us through. But it's not natural. We've got to cultivate it. So ways to encourage real quick, and then we'll call this a... Uh, time to to go out as the church first of all smile has anybody ever seen that billboard that says remind your face you love jesus remind your face have you ever heard that seen that some of us are are so serious in nature and i'm not saying that's wrong some of you just i'm sorry but that's just how you're made god made your face that way but did you know that when you put a little smile in that even if you're you can get you can get something out of that if you just let it all right but a smile is contagious and you say, well, I'm not feeling it. Say, okay, but I'm doing it for you. How many have gone around little baby? You've just, you're not feeling good, but that little baby comes and you go, oh, oh, you're not, you're not feeling good or whatever. Oh, but that is so cute. We can do it, can't we? Smile's contagious. Speak encouragement. When they're checking you out at Walmart, say, hi. And they got name bags, bags, name tags. There's, anyway. Name and just say, hey, Eric, or hey, so-and-so, good morning, good afternoon, how's your day? Man, you're doing a good job. Amen. Let them know you're, they, they're seen. Write something out. Man, we have lost the art of notes. I want to thank those that have sent me handwritten notes in the recent weeks, but anytime. It matters to, to, to my heart. It just touches it. But I can tell you the words are good, but write them a note. It doesn't have to be lengthy. Amen? And there's a lot of ways you can even text. How many enjoy just a random text now and then? But it's not one of those, have a good day. You know, it doesn't need to be bionic. Okay, just say, hey, was thinking about you, and how's your mom, or hey, I hope you get through that test, or it's just something that, that, that kind of knits you into their life just a little bit, and it goes a long way. Then compliment them. For real. And can I tell you, the best compliment is to see a character trait that you think is of God. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for this. Thank you for your peace, your patience with me. How many know that we need to be thankful for some people that have had patience with us? Be thankful. Be, allow them to, to touch you. There's a choice that we can build every, or choose every day, and that's whether to build someone up or tear them down. We can choose to have our heart open to heaven or just our mind uh, tied into the world, into performance. And that God wants to do something. Again, it is the season. That was last week. But today, I believe God's saying, be an encourager. If you look at the front of your bull, and you're going to find that there is a, a little cup there. And the little cup is also uh, on all the graphics. And, and on the graphics, it, it talks about uh, be the best encourager. Are, are you today be the best encourager you know and, and you can say am i better in encouraging others than the people that have encouraged me what a great challenge you make a conscious choice you you make a choice to, to to make a different in somebody else's life and so the question today is who can you encourage today god's going to give you some life i hope everybody gets to finish the day fully but i don't know that only god but let's say he gave you eight more hours to live will you in, be intentional with a purpose to bring the hope that's within you forward into this world. Let's all stand.
powerful touches that give life. Let's bow our heads. Father God, I thank you that you have loved us in such a way. You've touched our lives. You have called us sons and daughters. You've called us forgiven. You have, you have, you have spoke over our lives with purpose. There was an intention of you coming to this earth. Father, we thank you for that. We worship you for that. But Lord, today we receive the call to be like a Barnabas, like an encourager. Let us be a son and daughter of encouragement like Barnabas was. Let, let us be, Father, you're such an encouragement to, to our hearts when we felt the forgiveness, we felt the healing, we felt the, 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 the wisdom that comes from heaven. Father, you give us personally so much, but Lord, help us today as we leave here to go out into the field, Lord, that we would be that encouragement to others, that we would be the conduit where they would receive heavenly encouragement, supernatural encouragement that would set them free, move them forward, encourage them in their life. And Lord, we struggled. Everyone in us, Lord, here is challenged with busy and hard and demands. But Lord, we pray now as a body. We pray individually that you would help us have eyes to see and ears to hear as we go into this week. Father, empower us now. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So before we dismiss... One important thing I need to say before you leave this room, okay? It's like me sending you out without the power to do what God's called you to do. So before you leave this room, you have to say, do I know Jesus? I'm, do, I'm doing this differently on purpose. Do you know? It's like somebody saying, do you have gas in your tank? Did you got a quarter for the phone? Well, then we don't do that anymore. Is your batteries charged in your phone so you can call home in an emergency, right? How many remember quarters and dimes and nickel phones? Okay. I'm dating myself. But you're getting ready to go out into life, every one of you, whether you're a believer or not. But i got to speak to those that have not put Jesus as their Lord and Savior. You have no power. You have no Holy Spirit. And you really are struggling uphill climb here and you will not arrive. But if you would say in your heart, God's been chasing me. I'm going to finally say yes. I want you to come up here after the service. I want to celebrate with you. We'll pray together. But I want you to be successful. How many wants anybody in this room, everyone in this room to be successful? Raise their hand. Say hallelujah. You say, Lord, do the work you need to do. We do not want anybody to perish, right? We don't want you to have a church attendance card. We want your name in the Lamb's Book of Life. So that's what today is about. And then the rest of us, you have the power of God in the vernacular of football coaching. We're about ready to take the field. You look to your partner and say, I got the right, you got the left. We're going to go for the goal line because we know what the goal line is, and that's heaven and the kingdom of God coming here on earth. We are the champions because we know the champion. We have the crimson because it's not of a particular college, but because of the blood, shed blood of Jesus. Now we're going to go in your power and strength and peace. And everybody said, Amen. you're dismissed.